The following is a sponsored program paid for by First Alliance Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. Welcome to Good Money Moves on News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. I'm Andy Brownell and I'm joined by Jenna Tobble, Director of Brand and Digital Member Experience. Just flows off your tongue now. My <laughs> yeah. tongue. <laughs> okay. Good morning. So last week, we had a great show talking about how to pay for a wedding and how you can maybe save a little money on that wedding. What are we going to talk about this week? Yeah, so this week we're going to be talking about another very common topic, and that is home improvements. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... you. When you kind of think of spring, it's hard, you know, I know it's kind of hard to think that it's spring with how cold it's been. It's been so cold, but it is (laughs) spring. (laughs) And with kind of that thought of spring, you start to think about all those home improvement projects that you put off over the winter. um, And now you're looking to kind of cross off your to-do list. And the Um, list always grows too, by the way. It does. And, you know, it's so funny you say that because just this last weekend, my husband was walking around the house going, oh, we need to fix that. Oh, we need to do that. Oh, we need to do that. I'm like, hold on. We still have to do this one from last year. (laughs) So, yes, it just keeps getting longer and longer, it seems like. Um, But how do you, like, pay for all this, right? That's always the question. Like, yeah, you have big dreams and you want to have the these beautiful spaces in your home, but all of that comes at a cost and how do you how do you pay for that so and and let's be honest you know those home improvement projects typically are not cheap especially these days with the cost of everything going up so fast um and across the board like it doesn't matter what home improvement project you're looking to do you're going to probably see some inflated prices this year um but really kind of let's so let's kind of put some of those costs into perspective when we're talking okay. about what <laughs> what home improvement projects are looking like so brace we're looking at yeah brace yourself so if you're looking at replacing some windows this year the average cost of replacing one window is about six hundred dollars um but the common range is anywhere from 200 all the way up to 1200 per window right um so now you think if you've got 10 windows in your house you're looking at anywhere from two thousand dollars all the way up to you know, $12,000, right? So it's this big range that you can kind of end up in. (laughs) Um, If you're looking at doing something like residing your house, right? The average cost of that is usually around $10,600 with most homeowners spending anywhere from 5,600 all the way up to 17,000 or more in some cases, you know. Um, That's why every time we look at going into siding, we decide, you know what, another coat of paint is going to be okay. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Definitely a way to save some money there. Um, and then you know the popular putting on a deck, right? That um, especially if you buy a new home, a lot of times they have that that nice beautiful door ready for you with no deck attached to it, right? That sliding door, you still have to put the deck on after you move into that house. A lot of times, so. That can be anywhere from $4,000 all the way up to $11,000 to put on a new deck. Um, and that's just the average price range, right? Um, I was going to say, they can go much higher than that. Yes, yes. These Again, these are average 
kind of cost. So obviously with an average, there's ones that are going to be less. There's going to be some that are way more, but this is kind of the, the range you can anticipate to pay. Okay. Um, the average cost to replace a roof, right? We just had a storm come through and there was some hail. So maybe you're looking like, oh, it's time to replace the roof. Or maybe it's just that time because it's been there for a while, right? The cost for that is usually around $8,000 with most people spending in the range of $5,500 up to $11,000 for a new roof. Um, you know, another really common one, especially around the early spring and summertime is those landscaping projects, right? Maybe <laughs> you want to landscape your backyard this year. That's kind of your big thing. Well, you're going to be looking at anywhere from $900 all the way up to $30,000, right? Then, then <laughs> there's so much you can do with that. That one is super flexible pricing, depending I, on what your goals for that backyard really are. I have seen planters that cost $900. So <laughs> yes. if you can do it for $900, my hat's off to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, plants themselves are just very expensive, right? If you want a tree or a or a bush, you know, you can be spending a couple hundred dollars just on those types Easily, of things. Easily, yeah. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Um, bathroom remodels are, right, a really common remodel project for people. Those, on average, cost around $11,000, but the range, the, the average range is anywhere from $6,600 all the way up to $16,000. Um, and then kitchen remodels is another really common house project. Again, those ranges are anywhere from around 12000 up to about $35,000 to do those types of projects. So those are, um, again, you know, big ranges, um, but no matter kind of what your project for, that's kind of on your to-do list for the year. From a budgeting standpoint, it is not something that you should go into without a solid oh, place. <laughs> absolutely not. Speaking from experience, just finished a bathroom remodel last year, already did the kitchen, and now we're embarking on some flooring. Because what happens, you'll find out, is once you pay off the mortgage on your home, you guess what? You start putting money into the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah. you put off this stuff for so long because you were paying off the mortgage. Yes. Oh, absolutely. But it's never ending. That when you were describing the averages for these projects, and you mentioned it, there's a broad range even within the averages. Mm -hmm. um, why is that? Why do we have this all the way from the low end all the way to the high end? Yeah, and that's a good question. Um, and I actually have a pretty easy answer for that one. So it really is that, you know, any any home project that you take on is going to cost differently based on kind of several factors, right? So the size of your home, the smaller sure. homes tend to have less cost to maintain them, right? They'll, they're going to have a smaller roof, a smaller kitchen, smaller bathrooms. So there's less material involved, right, to do those projects versus, you know, a larger home and maybe a more expensive home, you're going to want to put in more higher end things to help maintain the value of that home. Um, but also the scope of the project overall, right? So let's, if you're going to do a kitchen remodel, for example, you know, you can, there's a couple of ways to approach that, right? You can kind of refinish the existing cabinets that are there right. and maybe just update you know, one or two of the appliances, or maybe you're going to just kind of put in a new sink. Like there's different ways to go about a remodel for, you know, so there's kind of refinishing the existing versus installing something completely new and starting from scratch, you know, going all new appliances, all new cabinets, all new countertops, you know, so those, they're kind of a, a range in that spectrum. Yeah. You get into those scope. custom cabinets. You're talking mm -hmm. some 
pretty good money. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but then also there's just kind of the cost of materials, right? Um, so if you're going to do kind of do it yourself and you're going to go to Menards and buy some off the shelf windows, um, those are going to cost a lot less than a few special order windows from a contractor and you're planning to have them install new windows in your home. So um, a lot of times it just comes down to, are you going to do it yourself or are you going to hire someone as well? Because while do it yourself tends to be viewed as a lot of cost savings, depending on the project and how many tools you already have or what you need to buy for those projects, you know, all that stuff is going to factor into the cost to actually complete that project. So it's just really important that you kind of consider all of these factors when you're going to start to determine your budget for any home improvement project that you take on. Um, because, you know, paying attention to these different pieces of the puzzle, so to speak, is going to be where you can kind of really understand and start to tweak factions of your project to fit your budget appropriately. Oh, and you mentioned DIY or DIY, do it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and the tools. And the other aspect of that is, from experience, you could get so deep into the project and realize you're in over your head at this point. Then, then you do have to hire the contractor, yeah. and the contractor has to undo what you did. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, and there so, are those situations. So just as well. keep that in mind. That's a possibility as well. Before you dive into it yourself, you the some of this takes more skill than you might think before you start out. Yes. Absolutely. The YouTube videos did not quite cover it. No, they always seem to <laughs> skip a couple really important steps in those videos. That's what I've come to realize. <laughs> like, wait a minute, how did you get from here to here? I feel like something happened in between that yes. you're not telling me. Or they go by really fast. So you just do this really like, what? Slow-mo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So obviously we're talking a lot about money on this issue, and that makes sense with good money moves. And I'll get right down to the basics. How do we create a budget? When we're starting out working on one of these home improvement projects, how do we start laying the framework for planning the budget? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, as with any budget that you're going to create, no matter what it's for, you have to really know how much you have available to fund the project, right? Just like when we talked about planning for vacations, when we talk about planning for weddings, when we talk about budgeting for your day to day, you always have to start with what do I actually have available to me right here and now? Um, so whether that's money that you've saved up to accomplish this project or you have some form of financing that you plan to, to qualify for, you need to have like a starting number to work off of. Um, and then once you really know what you can afford to spend on the project, that's where you can start really pricing out the different components of the project. Um, and so this could mean anything from gathering quotes from different contractors to get the project done, right? And it's a, a kind of a rule of thumb, so to speak, is to always get at least three estimates from different companies. Um, and most companies will do them for free. So you don't have to worry about adding that cost and most of them will come out and, and kind of quote sure. your project. Um, and, it, and again, the reason to do that is to make sure that you're getting a fair price and that you understand kind of the timelines that the contractors in your area are working on. Um, you know, if you're planning to do a patio project this year, 
guess what? So is everybody else. So yeah, it's a little late for now. That, <laughs> um, might, not, might not be available. And if they are, their prices might be increased. So just those are some things to keep in mind. And that's why we, you know, the rule is to just get three estimates so you have a really good comparison and you know what you're getting into um, and you can kind of gauge quality of work um, around that. Also, you that. have to look at quality of materials yes. because each contractor has a different supplier. You want to make sure that you're comparing comparable materials when it comes to the price, but you were talking about the timing part. Yeah. I talked to well. a contractor just recently. There are certain windows and they're a very popular window. I'm not going to name them, but the waiting time to get that window now is 40 weeks. Yeah. So if you're looking, <laughs> plan ahead. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know what? It, it can also even, you know, be helpful if you do think you want to do, you know, a window project this year, for example, and you come to find out that it's going to be a long wait and the costs are high. Well, maybe that means you wait till next year, you save up a little bit more money yeah. for it, and then you get on their list right away for next year if they're willing to go out that far so that you have a little bit more time to prepare. You maybe don't have to finance quite as much of the project and you have a better handle on what that's going to be and it can be done in more of a realistic timeline for you without going over budget. So right. those are all things to consider as well. Um, now, if you're looking at it from a do-it-yourself angle, right, I kind of mentioned some of this already, but you're really going to have to really, really be on top of figuring out what materials you need and the cost of those. Um, is there any additional tools or equipment that you're going to need to buy or rent in some cases, right? You don't know if you're going to, you know, redo your driveway. You're going to have to tear out the old driveway, which means you're going to need to, you know, a jack. You probably <laughs> don't want to buy one of those. You're not going to use that on a regular basis. You probably don't want to really use rent. one either. <laughs> no. no, right. So you really have to think through, you know, what portions of the project um, are going to happen when, how much you're going to need to rent or buy at that moment. Um, and then also if you're doing, a, you know, a bigger project, sometimes you may need to have special permits purchased or inspections done um, that you might need to obtain, which may cost money as well. Um, again, just depending on the project, not every home project is going to require that, but it's something that you're going to want to pay attention to and consider those costs into your budget. Um, you know, so just really, really digging deep, like, okay, if I don't have nails to put up this fence, that's got to be part of the budget, you know, and of course, how much fencing do you need? What type of fencing are you going to use? Because, if, you know, maybe you need to look at, you know, if you're going to do a wood fence, maybe that's more expensive than doing a chain link fence. Or and some, you know, so some neighborhoods don't allow chain link fence. Exactly. If you're, part, especially put if you're part of an HOA. Yeah. So yeah. those are some things to take into consideration as well um, when you're planning your home projects and the kind of the budget around those. So the more okay. detailed you can get, the better. But really, the big thing is, is you're always going to guess wrong how much it's going to cost you because you're always going to come up with expenses you didn't expect, right? There's going to be something that always. comes up that you didn't expect. Um, you pull out your floor to redo the flooring and you find out the subfloor is bad and you have to replace that. Well, guess what? That's more cost. So it's really important that even if you're going with a contractor or you're doing it yourself, allow yourself about a 10% overage above and beyond what you think you're going to spend, because that's really going to help kind of buffer those unexpected things that pop up. Um, and of course, 
at the end of the day, you know, depending on how those costs come out for you when you include those overages and things, hopefully you can really easily afford everything you're hoping to do. You've planned it well, you have a really good feel for it, you know you can afford it. However, just be prepared to kind of adjust your expectations if as you're kind of putting all these costs together, you end up over budget before you even get started. <laughs> so don't just go into it knowing it's going to be more expensive than you think. <laughs> That's a great mindset to have when you yes. start out. It's going to cost more than you think. Yes. That is always true. Well, we have to take a break. When we come back, we can maybe talk about some ways we could save some money while planning for a home improvement project. With Jenna Tobble, First Alliance Credit Union, it's Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves. Jenna Tobble with First Alliance Credit Union. Of course, with us this morning, I'm Andy Brownell and talking about home improvement projects. Perfect topic for the spring. And as I teased before the break, you might have some ideas on how we could... Uh, cut costs on some of these projects. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because um, you're going to need to, right? We mentioned before <laughs> the show, expect it to be cost more than you think it's going to. <laughs> so there's, I mean, there are a lot of ways that you can go about doing your home projects um, on a, on a dime, kind of, so to speak, right? So sure. for, you know, if we're looking at something like building a deck or installing a patio, the best way to reduce your costs is to reduce the square footage of your build. Um, and this is because the, the bigger space you're trying to build out yep. and fill, the more it's going to cost you in materials. Um, and, and if you're hiring it done time and labor, right? Yep. So you may want the giant, you know, two story deck with the spiral staircase and the, all the, you know, all the bells and whistles, but, if really you can only afford an eight by eight, you know, so be it, right? You have That's... to be on budget. It's better than not having one at all. Um, you know, and another thing you can look at, you know, if, especially from like a patio standpoint is, you know, the type of, if you're going to do poured versus pavers, you pavers, know, what's the yeah. difference um, in cost there? Um, and if you're looking at pavers or something like that, there's tons of options out there. You don't, you know, find the more affordable um style that still fits what you're looking for right um so there's, you, there's a wide range in costs from that standpoint that you can maybe you can into. buy those papers on sale too if you watch for they do go on sale depending yeah. on, on the season exactly yeah so if you kind of know okay well next year is my patio project and you know kind of what you want that to look like you could start kind of slowly buying those papers over time and watching for those sales or something like that yeah lots of things you can do to cut costs um when it just comes to materials alone and being willing to be a little bit flexible with what your final project looks like. Sure. Um, you know, for things like kitchen or bath remodels, you know, if you can't afford to do that full gut job, right? Especially, you know, I know a lot of times when people want to remodel their bathroom, they're like, just tear the walls down, start over, get it all, you know, make it look great. But really, you don't have to go that far um, to really just kind of rejuvenate what you already have instead, right? We talked about a fresh coat of paint can go a long way to just freshen up your space. You know, that 
I think maybe three summers ago, we redid our kitchen. And while I would have loved to get new cabinets, instead, we just repainted them and it yeah. just livened up our space so much more. We were and we polished our our knobs and on the doors of the cabinets and things like that. So it, it can go a long way to really just kind of bring the space um, up to date without spending a lot of money. Um, Another really big expense that goes into kitchen remodels is if you're going to replace appliances. Right. Um, and while it's really, really nice to have that matching set of appliances and it looks so so spiffy in your in your space, right? You can save so much money by finding more gently used appliances. Um, there are retail outlets that sell them um, for way cheaper. Um, you can buy them off, you know, the Facebook marketplace type thing or eBay or, you know, wherever you want to look for that. But you can save a lot of money by buying secondhand appliances that are still in really nice shape and can give you a lot of longevity still. So that would, you know, those are some really big areas that you can cut some costs when it comes to things like kitchen and bath remodels. It's kind of work with what you already have and find ways to cut costs on some of those bigger items when possible. Um, you know, and for projects like replacing windows, a really something that a lot of people don't think about when they go to buy windows is if you stick to the same size window that's already there, you are going to save a lot of money because you're not having to retrofit that opening to accommodate a different size window. If you go bigger, you're going to have to buy boards you're going to have to look at new trim around all the windows you're going to have to maybe cut holes in the wall and that may mean you have to patch the wall inside and out um if you sound you like you have experience in this part uh yes <laughs> so yes i do have experience there so there's just tons of things to consider right and if you go smaller same thing right you it have is, to then yeah. fill in the space that you had so if you can you know fit to that same size window you're going to save yourself a lot of headache in the long run for sure truth so, has been spoken yes. <laughs> yeah all right jenna we're going to take a quick break we're going to come back with more talk about home remodeling how to pay for it in fact, on Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues. News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM, home remodeling. The topic today, and I guess we're going to cover pain for it now. <laughs> if I don't have the money saved up, or I don't have all the money saved up, or my project ends up costing more than I anticipated, which is a given, are there financing options available for me? Yeah, so that's a, that's a good question, and the answer is yes, right? Um, there are actually several really common ways that people can pay for home improvement projects, right? So you mentioned using available savings they yeah. have. That's always a great first step, right? Anytime you don't have to finance something, that's probably better in the long run. Um, the one thing I want to really push, though, is do not use money from your emergency funds to finance a home project unless it, it means that you need to, like, pay for your insurance deductible to fix your house that 
is having serious issues or something like that. That's an emergency. Redoing the kitchen, not an emergency. <laughs> so I always like to just remind people of that, right? Keep that emergency fund well-funded. Um, another really common way that people finance their home improvement projects is with tax refunds, right? So it's a very common source for people to use to fund home projects. I've done it myself many times. Um, so between savings and tax refunds, sometimes that's still not quite enough to get the job done, right? Um, so that's where financing options come in. Um, and there's actually a couple of different, I, I'm going to cover three different really common options that okay. people use, um, but there are you could use a combination of these or a combination of savings and financing, um, you know, whatever works for you to get your project done. But when we talk about the financing options, there's a couple of like pros and cons that come with each of these types of financing that it's important to take into consideration when you're trying to determine if that's the best route for you to take. So the first one is credit cards. So credit cards are very conven very convenient, right? They have they're very easy to use. You just swipe it at the store just like you would a debit card, and you don't really have to think much of it. And sometimes they even come with rewards. Um, you don't have to necessarily pledge any collateral um, to use a credit card, and they're pretty easy to apply for and get a hold of if you're looking to get a credit card to to finance your home improvement project this year. So. The flip side of that, though, <laughs> is credit cards are going to have the highest interest rates out of any of the other options we're going to talk about today or any other option you could probably come up with, right? So the average interest rate is usually in the 20% range. Sometimes they go up to 30. Um, you can find lower rate interest um, credit cards, but it's not super common. Um, and if you're looking to kind of do a big home improvement project, you want to be careful using your credit card for that because if you utilize too much of that balance on your card with those larger expenses, it can make it really difficult for you to use those cards for day-to-day -day needs that you may need. Um, and it can affect your credit score, right? If you have too much utilization on a card, that's not always a good thing. So really, if you're looking at credit cards, they're going to be the best option for you to finance your home improvement project if you can get a really low or 0% interest like kind of introductory rate and you can earn some rewards for the purchases so that you're kind of getting something in return for that. Um, you want to make sure that you're not going to be using it to pay for large projects, right? These are meant for maybe smaller projects that you're going to kind of pay for slowly over time, right? Think of things like if you're going to buy a few plants for your yard this year to kind of freshen up your space or if you need to buy or rent tools for a, for a DIY project that you're doing or maybe there's some last minute materials you forgot to factor into some of your initial costs, right? So think of all the extra boxes of nails you're buying, things like that. That's really where credit cards can come in handy. Um, and just remember that when you kind of, you want to make sure that you can repay that balance within a really short amount of time right. if you do finance things with a credit card so that you avoid paying those high interest rates over time right so if you know really the best way to go about it is to pay it off in a lump sum right away um, but if you could pay it off at least within like a three-month time frame that's where you want to make sure that you're you're kind of using that card in a reasonable manner when it comes to home improvement projects um, the second common type of financing that you can get um, to help fund your home improvement projects is actually a personal line of credit. Um, it's like a credit card, um, but it allows you to use it more like cash advances without like 
the penalties that come with cash advances on credit cards. <laughs> um, so they, they're very convenient and they're very immediate. So it, typically, if you have a, a person on a credit, at least this is how it works at First Alliance Credit Union, you simply you apply for it. It's pretty easy to apply for and obtain. Um, there's no collateral required with these. The, the interest rate is usually much lower than most credit cards. Um, and you simply advance the funds using like your mobile app or your online banking account when you need it. So let's say you know you're gonna go buy a $500 oven for your kitchen remodel, advance that $500, it's in your account, then you can write a check to it, you can use your debit card to pay for it, you can get a cashier's check to pay for it, you know, whatever you need is just right there in okay. your account. So pretty easy to use. Um, the cons of this, um, are really, if you're looking to finance really high dollar projects, this is probably not gonna be the best option either um, because similar to credit cards, the limit that you get with it is not going to be um, huge. It's it's decent, right? You can probably get about $10,000 or something like that if you need it, but it's not going to, it's not gonna, you know, pay for a complete gut job on a bathroom sure. or a kitchen, right? So this is really the best option for, you know, those DIY projects that are going to require multiple purchases throughout the life of the project, right? So because you, you can keep coming back and advancing the, the line of credit as you need to, as you kind of accumulate more things or, you know, oh, you know what, I do need to, you know, go rent this piece of equipment, something like that. Um, you can also use this actually to pay contractors for like those medium sizes, kind of what I think of, right? Credit cards are for those smaller projects. The personal line of credit is really good for those medium-sized home improvement projects, right? Okay. So, you know, replacing a water heater, um, maybe re-leveling sure. your driveway. You're not completely getting rid of the driveway and pouring new concrete, but you need to kind of re-level it. You know, those yep. are um, so. And unlike a credit card, you're essentially kind of advancing funds to your checking account, so it's like you're paying with cash, which makes it really convenient to pay contractors for things like that. Because okay. like I said, they like to be paid more in cash. You can uh, incur feeds it if you pay with a credit card in that case. So the third one that I want to talk about today is probably one that most people have heard about, but um, home equity lines of credit. Um, so before I dig into that, what is home equity? Home equity is the difference between what your home is worth and what you still owe on the loan. So, for example, if you owe $150,000 on your mortgage loan and your home is worth $200,000, you have $50,000 in equity in your home. And you can use that $50,000 essentially to get a loan that helps you pay for home projects. Um, you can actually use home equity lines of credit for all kinds of things, but the most common use for right. them is to help fund home improvement projects, right? So it's probably the wisest use for it as well if you're going to tap into that equity because you're yes. putting it back into the home. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so the really the the positives with this are this is going to because there's collateral involved, it's going to be the lowest interest rate out of all the options that I've talked about today. And again, it's similar to the personal line of credit. It's super easy to access the funds, advance the funds into your account when you need them, and then um, you can use them to pay contractors, buy things just like you would, you know, through a debit card, check, cashier's check, whatever you need to get those funds out of your account and to whomever they need to go to to pay for those projects. Um, 
And you can qualify for a much higher loan amount because it relies on your home for collateral, right? You, so if you have $50,000 in equity in your home, you could potentially have a home equity line of credit for $50,000, which is going to cover a lot of home projects, a lot. Um, the con of this, right, is the process to qualify and secure those funds can take longer than a personal line of credit or a credit card, right? It's not quite as immediate. There's a couple more steps involved because we're because it's involving your real estate as that collateral. There's a few more checks and balances that go into place. Um, the other con around this is you have to have equity in your home built up, right? So this may not be a viable option for newer homeowners who haven't had time to build up that equity in their home. Maybe you didn't have a very large down payment, um, things like that. So that that can be a kind of a barrier to entry a little bit to home equity line of credit. Um, and the other thing to just be mindful of is, you know, if you truly can't afford to make the payments back on that home equity line of credit, don't move forward with it. You do have to make payments on that and your home is now the collateral for that. So right. if you can't make those payments, your home becomes at risk. Um, so just some things to keep in mind uh, before as you kind of explore that option. So I would say, you know, if you're looking at using a home equity line of credit, this is really the best option for those larger dollar projects that are going to add value to your home, right? A full kitchen or bath remodel, refinishing a basement space, building an addition onto your home, um, replacing your siding windows and roof all at one time, right? So those things that are going to truly add value to your home so that if you were to go to sell it, you would not only be able to pay off what you owe on the mortgage, you'd be able to pay off what you owe on the at home equity right. line of credit and still have a little bit left to do whatever you need to do with and make a, you know, a yeah. profit on your home. So those are some things to keep in mind. So lots of options out there. They all have different pros and cons to consider, but they all can be very helpful when it comes to financing those, those important home improvement projects you have planned for the year. Okay. So we're almost out of time. So we better quickly cover things that we didn't get a chance to talk about. If you need more information, where can I find it? Yeah, as always, I encourage everyone to visit our website, firstalliancecu.com. Get subscribed to our blog. We release new financial tips and advice out there every week. Um, we also have free guides and resources on all kinds of important topics, budgeting, savings, um, managing your money, anything. We got it out there. Um, of course, go back and listen to past episodes of this show at firstalliancecu.com slash podcast or on carocnews.com. And you can also subscribe to Good Money Moves on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Um, but of course, if you need a little help figuring out how to finance your home improvement projects, I strongly encourage you to reach out to our advisors at First Alliance Credit Union. They can help you figure out the best options for you based on your plans and help you stay on budget. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Jenna. And we'll talk again next week for Good Money Moves. Absolutely. Right here on right here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.